Welcome to So Here's the Thing, where we share candid conversations that lift the veil on what it takes to find success, even if that means sharing a few unpopular opinions. I'm your host, Leili Amati. Grab some coffee or a cocktail, and let's get real. Today, we have one of my favorite people with us on the show, the one and only Hope Taylor of Hope Taylor Photography. Hope is a senior portrait and wedding photographer who started her business at just 17 years old. And not only is she a successful photographer, she is also a sought after educator, speaker, and workshop host. So here's the thing about Hope. She is an industry leading educator and she's naturally gifted at leading others. She's what I consider the exception to the rule. I knew that Hope was the perfect person to have on to tackle today's topic because she has the unique perspective of true inclusivity and genuine encouragement. We hear the phrase, there's room for everyone at the table all the time, but can we be real for a minute? Most of the time, I've found that people love to say that until they start to feel worried that someone else might take their seat. I've seen firsthand how Hope creates space for others, and she does it in the best way possible by providing real feedback and knowledge to help others grow in the right way. She's truly non-competitive and healthily adds value to the creative industry. This episode we're diving into is a topic I knew I wanted to feature on the podcast. As a former high school teacher coming out of the formal education industry and into our creative industry, there's a huge trend of viewing educators as the next level in business, when really it doesn't necessarily mean that you're climbing your way up. Unlike formal education, this industry of ours is unregulated, meaning anyone can call themselves an educator and start charging for services. And it's really up to our community to add and maintain value and accountability. So if you want to start offering some kind of education, how do you know it's for you? How do you know if you're ready? How do you know if you should do it at all? We're going to tackle a few of these bigger questions today with Hope, and I cannot wait to hear her insight. So let's get started. Hi, Hope. I am so thrilled that you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your insanely busy schedule to share your perspective with us. Um, Okay. Oh my gosh, of course, always. That intro was so sweet. You are such a sweet friend of mine, and I was so happy that you even asked me to be a part of this podcast. So thank you. Thank you. I'm so, so thrilled that you're here. Well, we've known each other for like five years. I Yeah. Maybe more. I feel like I met you when you were like 19 and I was a high school teacher at the time. So I could have been your high school teacher. Oh my goodness. Which is hilarious because Hope and I have definitely shared a few drinks together. And so it's weird to think that I could have been her high school teacher, but that's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> for those out there who don't know you quite as well as I do, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into education. Yeah. So I started my business at the age of 17. So you met me shortly thereafter, actually. And I was a junior in high school when I got started. I was working a part-time job at a retail store and basically just felt really empty. Felt like I was lacking purpose, like I was wasting my time. And um, it was a tough season for me. And I had gotten a camera just for fun as a photojournalism class that I didn't even really need. And I had that camera just like sitting on the shelf and I decided to pull it back out. And I ended up quitting my job and long story short, went full-time as a photographer within that year. But my journey into education is actually like one of my favorite things to talk about, which is why I think we were both pumped to talk about this topic together. And I started education pretty early in my business. Some people would probably tell me it was too early and people did tell me it was too early, but I just always knew that I loved leading. I loved teaching. I loved helping other 
people. Um, and I'm just a believer that our gifts aren't ours to like hold hostage. So at age 17, when I was still in high school, I was hosting workshops for other people in high school to learn how to use their cameras. So I started there and I slowly grew as my business grew. I grew in the topics that I was teaching and in the ways that I was teaching, kind of based it off supply and demand, honestly, as more people were asking me questions and wanting information from me, I was just trying to help in the best ways that I could. Um, and now it has grown into something big that I never really anticipated happening. But I started education around the same time that I started my business. Yeah. And I love that because I feel like that's why I consider you the exception to the rule. I know that that's not necessarily something that people would advise doing, but I, I do truly believe that there are always exceptions to every rule. And I love that you were able to kind of take that journey. And I do think that that contributes to the way that you view other potential educators, as opposed to kind of holding just holding that space for yourself, you are able to then think through your own journey and your own background and open up that space for the future educators within the industry and be able to teach them in a really healthy and productive way. Yeah, I think it's really easy for people who are educators and have been educators for years to look at the industry and how oversaturated it is in education right now and discourage people from educating and discourage people from teaching. And I had people do that to me and I still sometimes have comments like that made. But I think the reality is if you are teaching something that you are confident in, which we can obviously talk a ton more about in this episode, then I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And it would be wrong of me to discourage somebody from teaching when I did it at 17 years old, when I probably looking back maybe was too early and I shouldn't have been, but I just, it would be wrong of me to discourage anybody because of the way that I started. So I definitely agree with you that I think it's an exception to a rule. I think a really important caveat to this is that although we're going to be kind of digging into what makes you sure that you're ready or what you should think about before you start educating or if you should educate at all, none of this is meant to be a discouragement. It's more to encourage people to find their own paths, the path that they are truly meant to take and not just a path that's been carved out by others and that they view as a path to success. Yeah, totally, completely agree with you. I think that everything we're going to talk about today is meant to help you be the absolute best version of yourself as an educator, not to discourage you from educating, but to help you learn and maybe not make the same mistakes that I made in the beginning, because I'm going to teach from obviously a place of starting maybe a little too early. So I, I want this to be encouraging, but I also want it to be really practically helpful. Thank you for that. I think that's amazing. Okay. So just diving right on in, how do you think someone can determine if they're ready to even start thinking about offering any kind of educational service? Like, are there checkpoints that you think would be helpful to go through? Are there, for lack of a better term, I'm going to go old school on you, like prerequisites that people should be taking into consideration before they jump into offering any kind of educational service? Yeah. So in my opinion, the biggest thing when it comes to education is I see a lot of people jumping into education before anybody's asking them for education. And I think that that's the biggest mistake I see people making is they think that because they're a photographer, that means that automatically the next step is education. But I think the reality is sometimes becoming a photographer and building your business to the absolute best it can be is a whole process and a whole journey in itself. And there's a lot of next steps within that journey before education needs to be even on your radar. Um, and I don't say that to be discouraging. I say that because I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves to be like, okay, I have to do education. I need to start blogging about photography. I need to start doing a podcast. I need to start hosting workshops. And they put pressure on themselves, even if it isn't something they actually enjoy or something that they ever desire to do. They just think that they have to, and they think that's the natural next step. So for me, 
the biggest thing that made me want to do education, the biggest thing that made me feel confident in my decision to start so early was that I did have a demand for it. And I don't mean that people were knocking down my doors, begging me to host a workshop. I mean that like I was getting emails, I was getting Instagram comments, I was getting DMs from people that would ask me specific questions about things they saw me doing that others weren't doing that they wanted to learn. So maybe that was specific to my photography style. Maybe it was specific to the way that I was marketing, but I had very specific questions that I was being asked to teach on. And once I felt like I had enough of a demand to turn that into a source of income and into something I could actually launch and be confident in, that was when I took that step. So I think the biggest thing is not to put pressure on yourself to take that step if there's no outside pressure actually happening. I think that we can do that to ourselves and business across the board, we put pressure on ourselves to be like, I need to post on Instagram this morning. I need to get these emails done. I need to have this gallery delivered yesterday. But the reality is that's all pressure we're putting on ourselves. There's not a lot of outside pressure to actually do those things. So I think it's just a lot of soul searching and really reflecting on yourself and deciding if it's something that you actually really love and want to do that there's a demand for versus just feeling like you have to. I think that's so beautifully put because you've addressed not only one, but two really important factors here. One of which is, and again, I know this podcast, the purpose behind it is to get really real really fast so i'm just going to go ahead and say it if one person is asking you for advice it's not demand one person asking you a question on instagram is not the same as receiving like a good amount of interest and inquiries asking for help and that's when you kind of decide like okay well is this something that i should be offering which i love the second thing that you've addressed i think is probably one of the most important things and that is the feeling of comparison and of being so overly involved in our social media communities that we do start to feel that pressure being put on ourselves like we're running some kind of race when in reality there's no race to be run at all. So I love that you brought that up because I think it really does tie in really well together. Yeah, I love what you said. There's no race to be run. I think that's awesome. Yes, definitely. So what are some of the first steps that someone can do to lay groundwork in terms of working their way into education? So they have the interest shown in what they're offering. They're doing their current job well. A lot of people are wanting to work with them. So what's the best way to like lay that groundwork in terms of working your way in instead of just kind of diving in? And I know that this differs for different types of education. So whether you're doing one-on-one -on -one mentoring, small groups like intimate workshops, larger scale speaking engagements, even all the way up until later on in their careers, maybe courses or you know, other educational offerings. What, what kind of advice do you have there? Yeah. Oh, so I love this topic because I think that, and again, this isn't to be discouraging. This is to be practically helpful because one of the things I see a lot of people doing is they come out the gate wanting to do education and they launch a paid product. So they launch a course, they launch a workshop, they launch something that costs money and they're expecting people to immediately buy it because maybe there has been demand before that, something they've been working on for a long time. So they just launch it into the world and they expect it to be bought and they expect to make money off of it. But the reality is there has to be a really firm foundation laid and a lot of groundwork done of free education and of setting yourself up to be viewed as an actual credible educator before launching anything paid is actually going to be worth your time. And again, that's not to be discouraging and to say like you have to spend years before you're going to make money. It's to say that it is not going to work if you wake up tomorrow and haven't put any type of education into the world and you try to launch a course, you're not going to make money off of that. And so I think that there's a really like common misconception that education is easy money or that education is like just the quick next step. But the reality is that education takes years of building and years of growth and years of laying a foundation the same exact way your photography business took that amount of work. 
So for me, my biggest piece of advice is that if you want to start education, you need to start with providing free content. And I think a blog is a perfect outlet for that um, or a YouTube channel or even just on Instagram doing like micro blogging in your captions and on your Instagram stories. I think that providing free education in a way that genuinely helps and encourages the people in your industry and maybe just even doing Q and A's, answering the questions that you're receiving in your DMs and you're receiving in your emails, that's going to start helping you to be viewed as an educator and and it's also going to give you a little bit of a heart check. Like, okay, am I actually here to help people or am I here to make easy money? What is my, <laughs> Lately, I can't, Lately's dancing as I'm talking to her and it's just cracking me up. But it's true. The heart check there is, am I here to actually genuinely help people and to help them build their business? Or was my goal here to make easy money? Because if the goal was easy money, you're going to find quickly that that's not an opportunity in the education world. Um, and it's already so oversaturated that people can see the frauds. People can see the education that was done quickly for a quick buck. They can see the education that isn't coming from a genuine place. And they can see the people that are just hoping for quick money. And that is not something that you want to put into the world. I am so I'm sitting, I'm sitting over here dancing because I am so thrilled that you said that that is definitely something that as a, I say it all the time as a former high school teacher, as an educator at heart, that's the one thing that rubs me the wrong way every single time, because it's so easy to see through that. I hesitated to say that, but the fact that you did made me really, really happy. And I feel like everybody needs to hear it. So thank you for sharing that. I really I also love that you talked about, like you kind of touched on launch strategy. I've heard you firsthand speak on launch strategy because I'm very lucky that you've been a speaker at Next Level at the retreat that I host both last year and then this coming September, you're going to be there talking launch strategy again. You are just like the launch queen. So I loved hearing that because it is a step ahead of what people think about when they're first deciding to really to launch something. But a lot of times we don't think of it as a launch. We think of it as, oh, well, I'm just, I'm going to host a workshop and it's going to be awesome. And then you can't sell tickets. Well, if you haven't done the prep work to actually launch it, you're skipping like probably the most important step, I would say. Yeah, totally agree with you. I would say honestly, that if you're not prepping for a launch and setting up an entire strategy for putting something out into the world, you're actually probably skipping the most of the work. I think that a lot of people don't realize that on the front end of a course, a front end of a workshop, um, a front end of anything educational, even my free happy hour with hope episodes, there are hours and hours and days and days and weeks of work that go into prepping that to be launched so that my audience is ready for it and actually going to purchase it. Um, I think that again, that common misconception of, oh, I've decided I'm going to host a workshop. I'm going to post it on Instagram and it's going to sell out because that's what looks like it happens to people that have been doing it for years. But the reality is they have done months of work to schedule and plan and strategize a launch before they ever put that into the world. Absolutely. And actually, I know that Again, firsthand, you've talked me through this because three years ago when I launched my first educational offering, I was coming to you being like, what did I miss? You know, and I thought I did a pretty decent job of launching, but to be honest, I sure didn't. So <laughs> it's good to have that uh, self-awareness and that perspective. So thank you for sharing that. So speaking of the fact that I came to you, I know that you have a really large and very loyal community of former students, of former mentees from the places that you speak and from the things that you host yourself. So I'm sure you see all the time people trying to get into education, people doing it in the right way, people doing it in the wrong way, people doing it really smartly and strategically, and people just jumping right on in. So my question to you would be, if someone in your community was to ask you point blank, flat out, how do I know I'm ready? 
what would you tell them? Yeah. So I have three things that I tell people that they need to be sure of before they ever decide that they are going to start educating, not necessarily be sure of, but just boxes to check and thought processes to think through before you decide like, okay, education is something I'm going to do. And I think that there are three things that are going to help you practically be a successful educator. But I think there are also three things you just need to be sure of to be sure that you're in the right mindset, that you're ready to educate, and that the things that you're going to be launching are actually going to add value. The number one thing would be that there needs to be a demand. And I know we talked about this a little bit already. There needs to be some sort of demand for education from you. So whether that be Instagram comments, Instagram DMs, emails, whatever it is, it needs to be over a period of time and it needs to be consistent. Kind of like Laylee said, one DM probably isn't going to warrant you needing to launch an education side of your business. Multiple DMs every week over a span of a few months is probably a sign that maybe you should start offering education. Second thing would be that you need to be sure there are things that you are capable of teaching um, that you have not learned from somebody else. And those need to be things that maybe you just haven't even gone to a workshop related to. Maybe you actually have not even sought out information on these topics. You're completely self-taught in these areas. Those need to be the things that you decide to educate on. And for example, I am a senior portrait and a wedding photographer. I knew nothing about the wedding industry. I went to dozens of wedding industry workshops. I went to all the conferences, all the mentoring. I had never even attended a wedding. Like I didn't even know the difference between ceremony and reception. But I was a completely self-taught senior photographer. Everything I learned, I knew myself or everything I learned, I taught myself. I did shoots all the time for free. I was constantly researching. I was on YouTube. I was on Google. I was trial and erroring. So when I decided to teach, I did not even touch wedding photography with a 10 foot pole because I knew that I was not going to be teaching things that I had learned or taught myself. I was going to be regurgitating information I had already learned, not on purpose, not because I was a horrible person. And if you're teaching information, you're regurgitating. It's probably not intentional. You just probably don't realize how much you've learned from other resources. So you need to be intentional that what you're teaching are things that you have taught yourself and that you have a unique perspective on. The third thing is that you need to be sure that the things you're teaching have seen success over a long period of time in your business. Um, And I think the key there is over a long period of time. So if you tried a new marketing strategy this week and it worked really well, you probably shouldn't create a course on it right now. Um, You should probably make sure that marketing strategy works over the next year and actually helps you to be a sustainable business owner before you turn around and teach other people how to do it. And again, I don't think people are purposefully teaching things that aren't sustainable. I think they're just thinking, oh my gosh, this is helpful. It worked for me. I need to teach other people how to do this. But the reality is you might actually be doing them a disservice if you have not taken the time to be sure that what you're doing is sustainable over time. So number one, make sure there's a demand. Number two, make sure you're teaching things unique to you that you have a unique perspective on. Um, And number three is to be sure that it's sustainable over time in your own business. I think that honestly, those three points are things that people could very easily and do very easily just jump right over. I can't express the amount of times that I've seen somebody be in business for maybe six months and all of a sudden they're launching some kind of educational you know, offering. And for me, like I said, I truly do believe that there's an exception to every rule. But even when I think about your journey, the things that you were teaching when you started photography it wasn't beyond your scope. There was nothing that you were teaching that was farther than what you knew was tried and true. So you were teaching maybe how to use a camera when you already knew for a really long time how to use a camera. 
that's where the difference lies to me. So as opposed to being like, oh, I'm going to go teach what I just learned at this workshop when I host my own workshop, you're teaching. These are the things that have worked for me firsthand, that I've tried, that I've done my trial and error with. And I know for sure that I can provide really quality education on, and then you went and did it. And that's what made you the exception to the rule is you didn't go too far beyond your reach, which I think was amazing. Yeah. And that, I feel like that's how you built up your strong education offerings in the years to come or the yeah. years and I, after. Yeah. And I think that's what's so important. I love that you like clarified that because I think that that is where um, the line is drawn and the line is accidentally crossed and like everything is blurred is I think that that's why I believe there truly is room for everybody in the education world. If, and this is like a huge caveat, if you are teaching things that are within your realm of professionalism or within your realm of expertise and within your realm of things that have already worked for you. And at age 17, just like you said, I don't think I specified this earlier. I was only teaching how how to use your camera and manual and how to edit those images. And that was something I was doing every single day for two years before I ever taught the workshop. I didn't touch marketing with a 10 foot pole. I didn't touch weddings with a 10 foot pole. I didn't even touch posing. I didn't touch anything because I knew that I was not ready to teach on those things um, because I was still perfecting them in my own business. So I do think there's room for everybody to be educational. I think there's room for everybody and everybody has something to teach. Um, I just think it's a matter of being really self-aware of what you're actually able to teach that's going to benefit at other people based on what you've done in your own business. Absolutely. I love that you kind of clarified that as well, because self-awareness to me is like the number one thing that will set you apart and that will help you grow because nothing is going to help you get farther than knowing what you are capable of and what you are ready to do. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. So let's say somebody has gone through those three kind of checkpoints and maybe they don't have all three of those checkpoints ready, but they really know that they're passionate about educating. They're passionate about helping people. They know that they're doing it for the right reason. They're not doing it for that quick, easy money that a lot of people think or might think comes from education. They just really feel the pull to help others, but they have no idea where to start. What would you advise somebody in that situation to do that they don't really know yet what their specific offering could be? They just know that they really want to be an educator at some point in their lives. How would you encourage them or what would you say to them? What's some advice that you could give? Yeah. So I would say my biggest piece of advice is to start answering questions publicly from people that are messaging you, emailing you, commenting, start doing Instagram story Q and A's, or even have a place on your website where photographers can submit questions and you answer them in a weekly blog series. Um, that's what I did in the beginning of my business. I had like an ask hope or I don't even remember what it was called. Um, ask HTP or something like that section of my website where people could submit a question. And then every week I would answer one of those questions in a blog post. Uh, and it was super simple for me to do. I wasn't giving away everything I had ever learned on the planet. Um, but I was also helping people and doing it in a public way so that my followers and my people and my tribe were starting to think, oh, she's an educator. She's answering questions. And then when they have a question, they think, oh, I should go to Hope with this. And then that's what kind of starts to build that platform of, oh, Hope is an educator. Hope is helpful on these topics. Hope is providing me helpful feedback. Hope is providing me helpful content. And that's what kind of built that thought process and built that platform that allowed me to then continue to offer more education. 
So I'd say the best place to start and just like for simplicity's sake is to answer questions publicly online. Um, I also think another great thing to do is just to offer educational blog series, um, maybe do like a what's in my bag and walk through all the equipment you have, walk through your go-to camera settings, walk through um, just anything that's super basic and super simple, um, but that will be really helpful to other photographers that are starting from below you. I think that's another important thing um, is that you want to make sure you're targeting photographers that are learning information that are somewhere behind you on the journey, somewhere behind you on the path. Because I think that once you start trying to teach people that are ahead of you, that's when you get a little bit out of the correct thought process and mindset of genuinely trying to help people. And then we're more on the thought process of, okay, how can I make myself look like I know what I'm talking about? How can I make more money? How can I sound impressive and not how can I actually help the people that are that are behind me on the trail that I please? So I think that those are like the most important things to think about. And one of the easiest ways to start setting up your platform to be viewed as an educator platform. I think that's really, really good points. And you've addressed a couple of really good points within that one question, which I appreciated. I know that for anybody who's listening right now, who's thinking about getting into education, it is really important to, I think you mentioned like giving yourself a heart check every so often and thinking, I may have started this because of X, Y, and Z. I care and I want to help others grow. Is that why I'm continuing to do it? Is that the right path that I'm taking? On the other note that you mentioned, I love the fact that by opening yourself up with this really simple and smart strategy of start answering questions, you're going to start receiving the right kind of questions that people are wanting to get from you because you're doing something well. And people are going to want to know those things that you're doing well and how you do them. And that's going to kind of help clarify, I think, the things that you're qualified to teach and that you should be teaching and sharing on. So I love that as well. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's important to know that in the world of education, you don't have to teach on everything and you're not meant to teach on everything in my opinion, typically two to three topics that people see you and recognize you for um, and know that you are doing well. And I think that answering those questions, like you said, is the best way to clarify like, okay, I thought I was good at editing, but people actually really want to learn lighting from me or something along those lines. It's kind of cool to use that Q&A process as a way to build a platform, but also to teach yourself what people are looking for from you. Absolutely. We have talked about a lot in a really short amount of time. I feel like we could talk about this topic for, and we have talked about this topic for a really, really long time. But to kind of wrap up, I'm going to ask you our signature question. If you could share one unpopular opinion about becoming an educator within the creative industry. Yeah, I think I'm going to go two different ways with this. I told Lily before our call, I was like, I don't know which direction I want to go. So I'm going to go two directions. Sorry, Lily. So direction number one is I think that my unpopular opinion would be that, that I do believe there's room for everybody to educate in the industry. And I think that that's an unpopular opinion because I think a lot of people that are educators look and they're like, okay, but it's so oversaturated. Why are you continuing to welcome more people to educate? And I think because I started at 17 and I had people literally that I looked up to sit down and tell me, be careful about the fact that you're doing that because you shouldn't be. And I just don't agree with that because I don't think that that is a correct mindset. I think that everybody has something to teach. I think the problem is just educating people on what they should educate on. Um, because I think that some people just misconstrue the entire thing and they try their best and they have genuine intentions, but they just don't realize what the steps in the process are or how they should do it correctly. So that would be unpopular opinion A. I think unpopular opinion B is a topic that Layla and I have talked a lot about and that would be that once you do become an educator, it's really hard to draw that line of, okay, yes, I offer tons of free education, but that doesn't mean that you, that everybody in the world is 
be able to just access anything that they want from me. And I think that the community over competition theme in the industry right now is incredible. And I absolutely love it. And I think that there's room for everybody. But I also think that there's a trend that just because somebody offers education means that you can email them a list of 50 questions and expect a reply in 24 hours and then email them three more times if you don't hear back. And I think that that is something that makes my heart hurt because there are so many industry leaders right now that are sharing education and doing it with a genuine heart and putting so much hard work into it. But then there's also people that believe that because they're doing that, they're enabled to the rest of their information and everything that they've learned and done in their business. So I think that there's a fine line when you do become an educator and when you are an educator between knowing like, yes, I've given so much, but I don't have to give everything. Um, And I also think that as somebody who maybe isn't in education or wanting to get into education, remembering that just because someone educates doesn't mean that you are entitled to any of the information that they haven't shared. Um, And they don't have to answer every question that you ask. And I don't say that in a mean negative connotation. um, But I just think that it's important to remember because I think that it's a line that is sometimes blurred for educators and for photographers that are asking educators questions. So that would be my unpopular opinion that an educator that is offering education doesn't equate to you being entitled to everything that they've ever done in their business. I love that so, so much. So I think it's just a mutual respect in that boundary line, being able to set really clear boundaries while still serving your community well. And I think you do a beautiful job of that. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's important to ask questions. I think it's great to ask people to get coffee because I took those opportunities when I was beginning education and they helped me so much. Um, I think that the thing that needs to shift is like, educators being confident and saying no to opportunities that don't serve them and people asking questions, understanding that it's okay to get a no. And that doesn't mean that that educator is coming from a bad place. So ask the questions, ask to get coffee, but just know that the flip side of what you're expecting to hear is also an acceptable response. I also would love to just add, I've seen you do this with people who have already invested their money with you. You then create this community where they're able to ask questions. And I've seen you give probably more than what should be expected from you because you know that they've already invested into you. And so you feel that the groundwork has been set for you to be able to share a little bit more. And so to anybody out there who's listening, who wants a little bit extra help, I would say the very first thing you should do is invest in your education with people who you want to be able to build relationships within. Because when they see that you've invested in them, they're more inclined to invest back into you. Yeah, and I think as an educator that has invested so much in education, which is applicable to both of us, we have both invested thousands of dollars into workshops and conferences and courses. We are preaching to the choir right now as we believe in what we're saying because we've done it. We're not just telling you to invest in education because we want you to buy our education. I don't care whose education you buy. I'm just a huge believer that education within the industry is invaluable. And I completely agree with Laylee um, that you should choose people to invest in that you want to also build relationships with because in nine times out of 10, I would say that education is just the starting point. The relationship that's built from there is what makes the investment worth it most of the time. Absolutely. You have given so much really amazing content for our listeners to think about today. I just adore you. Thank you so much. If our listeners want to find you and connect with you, if they haven't already, where can people find you? Um, my Instagram is the best place to find me. It's at Hope Taylor Photography. Um, and that link in my bio there will take you to my free YouTube channel where I do weekly educational videos. So if you're wanting to learn more, Happy Hour with Hope um, is my weekly YouTube series that you'll want to tune into. Thank you so much for having me, Lily. This was so incredible. Thank you. I can't wait for everybody to hear your amazing advice. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. 
And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.